when I got into recovery, a huge part of my work was coming to realize that I wasn't actually feeling my feelings. I was trying to avoid them, resist them, push them down, numb them, etc. During recovery, I learned that it was the resistance of my feelings that was causing the greatest part of my difficulty about feelings. It wasn't the actual feelings. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I'm a boundaries coach who specializes in helping women who are focused on what others are thinking and doing and neglect themselves in the process. And I have coached hundreds of people on how to build healthy boundaries using my exclusive build framework. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. I'm an avid beachcomber who collects sea glass, shells, wood, and stones. I am a formerly closeted fan of the Hallmark Channel, especially the Christmas movies. Hello, Christmas in July. I wear fingerless gloves from September to June because my hands are always cold, so I have about 15 pairs. And I get a huge kick out of counting how many days, weeks, and months there are until my birthday or Christmas at completely random times of the year. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please screenshot it and share it on your social media and tag me at Higher Power Coaching. This is episode 221, The Evolution of My Reparenting Journey, Reshaping the Past to Heal the Future, Part 1 of 2. Here is the episode that I mentioned a couple of times recently where I said I'd go into more details about my reparenting journey, particularly regarding with my father. This episode went a little long, so I'm dividing it into two. If you haven't already listened to episodes 181 and 212 where I introduce my reparenting journey, You really need to listen to those before you listen to this one because you won't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Also, if you didn't listen to episode 218 where I shared my very vulnerable story about my family dysfunction and trauma, you might want to listen to that too. I mentioned in that episode that I'll share more about the reparenting journey. And if you listen to that, that will round out the picture more for you. However, keep in mind that that is uh, pretty graphic and emotional, so if you're not someone who can handle that, then go ahead and skip over it. The stuff that I'm going to say here may seem crazy to people who aren't familiar with reparenting, and I don't really care because here's the thing, it's healing me, and it's healing me in a really deep and profound way. Now, I mentioned those previous episodes that I had a situation arise whereby my father, who is deceased, has evolved in my mind 
into a loving, supportive father, which is very different than when he was alive. I'll start with that first so you'll know how that happened. Here goes. I have done a meditation technique twice daily for over two and a half years that's called Ziva Meditation. I will link it in the show notes. It was founded by Emily Fletcher, who holds monthly global meditation sessions. These are live Zoom calls with whoever shows up from around the world. Typically, after the meditation, she leads a workshop, discussion, or training. And I joined the global meditation on February 22nd, which was around the time that my reparenting journey was taking this, these massive shifts, as I described in episode 212. The topic of this particular Ziva workshop was loving your shadow side. After we did the meditation, Emily led us on this exercise where I closed my eyes and followed her instructions. And what happened was that I visualized some really weird shit, but it was truly very healing. She asked us to think of something that we needed to shed or let go of or something that had been plaguing us or something like that. I had been recently reading the work of Caroline Elliott or Carolyn Elliott. Her book is called Existential Kink, which led me to realize that I've frequently had a sense of constriction in my body. I've talked about it a number of times on this podcast, how when I'm stressed, I feel pressure on my chest, almost like there's an elephant or a rhinoceros or something sitting on my chest. That is, I feel constriction. And sometimes it's not confined to my chest. It might also be my muscles elsewhere in my body, my neck. So I decided during the Ziva exercise that I wanted to let go of constriction. What came up in my visual experience was that I was wearing something that I will call a rib jacket. It was like a really old, dried out, cracking off-white leather thing that was in the shape of my ribs which is why I'm calling it a rib jacket. This is weird. I know that. The old cracked leather was in the shape of my ribs and there were spaces between the rib parts. And this contraption was very constricting. Now, my parents were standing there and mind you, they are both deceased. And they said to me, we passed this down to you. We didn't mean to. And in fact, It's on inside out because the love is on the outside and it's supposed to be on the inside. Then all of a sudden, this rib jacket just sort of let go and fell off of me. And it was such an old, nasty, decrepit, dried out leather piece of whatever that it shattered when it hit the ground. And then suddenly, my parents each had a garden hoe in their hands. And they started fucking pulverizing this broken rib jacket thing. And it turned into powder. And then somehow I mixed it with some kind of liquid and then spread it on my arms. I have no idea what any of this means. This is just what I saw in my mind. And when that was over, I got this big, huge, wonderful, loving hug from my mom. And then I got another big, huge, loving hug wonderful hug from my dad, 
which was a huge surprise because I never hugged him in that loving way when he was alive. I may have hugged him, I'm really not sure, but nothing like that. Now, when I got off the global meditation call, I texted a friend about the experience and she responded, your parents are protecting you. And I was like, what? My parents are protecting me? And I sobbed at the idea that my parents could be protecting me from the other side. Now, given that my family dysfunction was passed down to me through my parents, they were the ones that I needed to be protected from. This is not to say that my parents didn't also nurture me, at least my mom did, but my family's dysfunction was passed down to me through my parents, not on purpose. They only could give away what they had, but the people from whom I needed to be protected were my parents. And I thought about it and I was like, well, wait a minute. If I could choose between being protected by my parents while they were alive on earth versus being protected by them from the other side after death, I pick that because that's probably eternal. The idea that I could be getting protection from my parents on the other side was just mind blowing to me. Later that week on February 26th, I was doing my normal morning daily readings. And for some reason this day, I was doing it downstairs in my living room, whereas I normally do it in my bed. And that particular morning's daily reading from the ACA reader, Strengthening My Recovery, had a line in it that said, a man without arms can't hug you. And it struck me in this really deep way that it had never struck me in all the years I've read it before. This phrase penetrated me on a deep level that my father literally could not give me what he didn't have. Now, I knew that intellectually for as long as I can remember. And during my ACA journey through the 12 steps, I internalized that emotionally that he couldn't give me what he didn't have. He grew up in dysfunction and his parents grew up in dysfunction and so on. And he literally did the best he could, which by the way, wasn't good enough. But for some reason on this day, that reading really struck me and I started fucking sobbing. And when I started crying, I put my hands over my eyes and then all of a sudden I was experiencing this visualization It just sort of happened. I didn't plan it. In it, I encountered the same version of my dad that I had a few days earlier during the Ziva Global Meditation, where he was this loving, supportive dad. He told me that he was sorry for all the things he'd done and that he was going to continue to protect me from heaven. Now, at some point during this exchange, I had this realization, you have to give up your family to make money. And he said, no, you don't. And the tension I had and the ball in my stomach melted. Now, the reason that probably came up is twofold. One, a lot of the issues I'd been working on in that time period had to do with money and finances and scarcity mentality. That's part of the constriction that I meant it mentioned. And two, 
My dad opened up his pharmacy when I was eight years old and essentially was no longer part of our family. He worked seven days a week, about 360 days a year for years. So he essentially gave up his family for money. Now, moments after I came out of that visualization, my sweetheart Chuck came downstairs and I said, I am having a really tough morning. I told him what had just happened. And then I said, after you've had your breakfast, can we go back upstairs and lay in bed and have you hold me while I cry? And he said, absolutely. So he started his coffee and breakfast and then came back to sit next to me on the couch, put his arm around me and comforted me. And I had stopped crying by then. So I said, I think I'm good. I don't think we need to go lay in the bed and have you hold me. And he was like, no, 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 we are going to do that. And I'm so glad he said that because we went upstairs, laid in the bed, and he held me while I sobbed. It was just unbelievable how healing and loving and incredible that was. I have never done that with any other man. And I never felt comfortable being that vulnerable with a man before. And it was really, really healing. Now, the very next night, I went to my loving parent guidebook group. And one of my fellow travelers said something about how she had been soothing her feelings rather than feeling her feelings. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I think there's something there for me. I think I've been soothing my feelings lately rather than feeling them. So I'm going to put a pin in that for a moment and say that when I got into recovery, a huge part of my work was coming to realize that I wasn't actually feeling my feelings. I was trying to avoid them, resist them, push them down, numb them, etc., During recovery, I learned that it was the resistance of my feelings that was causing the greatest part of my difficulty about feelings. It wasn't the actual feelings. If you think about feelings, they're energy. Energy in motion, e-motion. An enormous amount of energy is required to resist emotions. And if you resist your feelings for years on end, like I did, that's an enormous amount of energy that's required to keep doing that, which in part explains the level of constriction that I often felt because I was trying to resist feelings. I learned in recovery that when I express the feelings, I allow them to flow through me, they dissipate rather quickly. I've heard a number of times in the last couple years that it's something like 90 seconds to metabolize a feeling. All right, back to soothing my feelings versus feeling them. For me, that meant that I would have the feeling of pressure on my chest. And rather than trying to investigate and figure out what's going on here, what is this feeling I'm having? All I wanted to do was to be able to catch my breath. So I would do things like close my eyes, center myself, slow down my breathing, put my hand on my chest. It was all physiological for me. 
It was just about my body and being able to catch my breath. It wasn't at all about my emotions. So that was a big moment for me to realize that I'd recently been soothing my feelings rather than feeling them. What this helped me to do is to stop treating that physical sensation of constriction as just something physiological to be relaxed and to start checking in with my inner family members to see what the feelings were all about that were causing the constriction. I'll say more about that in a little bit. Another thing that happened during the course of that loving parent guidebook meeting was that our conversation led me to the bright idea that maybe I could use this new loving version of my dad that I'd encountered twice in the last few days as an additional loving parent. In addition to Big Mama, I added him as an additional inner loving parent. And at some point during this journey with him as my new inner loving parent, he said to me, I went to heaven to get parenting lessons. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I bet they have really fucking good parenting lessons in heaven. So this is a good point to stop since this has gone on pretty long. Be sure to tune into next week's episode where I will flesh out this story more fully and give you details about the work I did with this new inner loving dad that I've cultivated and how he helped me reshape my past, which has been so, so healing. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do, instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. 
I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listen to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.